There were 13 works taken. Most important, the storm on the Sea of Galilee. It's the only Rembrandt seascape in existence. This was huge, not just locally, but internationally. In Dublin, stolen art was used by the IRA as an international currency. In Boston, Whitey Bulger provided the IRA with weapons. The painting could be in the Middle East. Japan. South America. What? It's mind-blowing. Not as much as this episode! I wish to welcome you to Cord Killers, the show about watching the stuff you love when you want, where you want, however you want. I'm Tom Merritt. I'm Brian Brushwood. Most importantly, uh, that was a total lie. Uh, let's go back to watch what, whatever that international world heist was. What was Isn't that cool? That's a trailer for uh, a new documentary film. This is a robbery, colon, the world's biggest art heist coming to Netflix April 7. It is about a huge art heist that was held in Boston on St. Patrick's Day in 1990. Uh, the the trailer if you go and see the full trailer entices the viewer that there's a 10 million dollar reward and criminal immunity for anyone who can find these these historic pieces of art uh that have been since since stolen and since moved around they uh still missing still is that, still is that, missing is that the hook yeah it's, yeah, a, it's okay. a little bit of uh friday night fox uh, a little bit of america's most wanted little john walsh <laughs> apparently the ira used international artist currency <laughs> yeah. and used currency as toilet paper and used toilet paper <laughs> apparently they need help uh they also mentioned in that trailer that they are pretty sure they know who originally stole the pale- the paintings and believe that they have been assassinated. So, uh, if so you if see you them, could just real pretty please come uh, back from the grave and, and explain. No, the other thing, just, just if you know questions. where the paintings are and you want ten million, oh, they're in a locker yeah, yeah. in Cork at the bus station. That's probably. Right. <laughs> so that's a couple of weeks on Netflix. All right, cool. Let's get to, right to our primary target. I see a lot of people. Already getting, uh, they're jumping right to being upset about this one. Netflix testing out ways to detect <gasps> password sharing. No, is it over? Are we not allowed to share our passwords anymore? Some users of Netflix on televisions, not on mobile, uh, not on laptops, but on televisions, report seeing a message when they access their account that says, quote, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. They can then choose this is the important part they can choose to verify that they are the owner by receiving a code by email or text message but they could also choose to verify later so they could be like mm, yeah i'm not gonna worry about this it doesn't bother me later uh if they choose to receive the code by email or text message they will get it at an address or a number associated with the account netflix told the streamable quote this test is designed to help ensure that people using netflix accounts are authorized to do so there are no reports that this is widespread. This is, there are no reports that this is going to become a policy. There are no reports that anybody has lost the ability to view Netflix because they failed to enter a code. Uh, however, Netflix's terms of service do allow accounts to be shared beyond your household. Do not allow that. Uh, you, you cannot share outside of your household according to the terms. They don't physically prevent you from doing it, but the idea is you're only supposed to share it with people you live with. The company has not seemed that worried about password sharing in the past, Netflix limits the number of simultaneous streams based on how much you pay to either one, two, or four devices. And back in 2016, Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said, quote, password sharing is something you have to learn to live with because there's so much legitimate password sharing. So, Brian, I've got my own theory on why they'd even be testing this. Uh, what do you think is going on here? Uh, 
Let me pull back and tell an unrelated story of having the best of both worlds. Um, there was a time that HBO had no legal way for anybody to get any of their content. And they began to have the most popular television show on the entire planet in, in Game of Thrones. And they really seemed to dig the notoriety of being like, like somebody somewhere paid a PR agent to put out the word to every blog that the single most pirated content on the planet is HBO brand content. Uh, and then at some point they said, uh, oh, well, if you, why didn't you just tell us that you all loved it so much? I, I suppose we'll allow HBO over the internet before we ruin the name later, but that's a different discussion. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, um, don't, get, don't get too confused. Yeah, we'll go yes. down a rabbit hole. But, 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 uh, but my, my point is, is this is uh, Netflix playing the same game. This is them, um, number one, under uh, beneath the surface, encouraging everybody to share passwords, being fully aware of just how much rampant, I'm going to use air quotes as I say abuse because like that's their marketing strategy. That's how they get word of mouth. That's how they get everybody to preview and, and essentially engage in a free trial or whatever. Um, it's not very difficult to figure out which passwords are the ones that are being shared or whatever. And when they say this is a test, I take them at their word because in the truest sense, uh, in the truest sense, it's like, there's no penalty. There's no punishment. All you have to do is say, get out of here, Netflix. Click that. There's a button that, that, I mean, it says, you know, verify, uh, skip for now or whatever, but it boils down to, oh, you <laughs> click the, oh, you button. And then, uh, uh, but in the meantime, this is extraordinarily powerful data. And I'm going to bet that in the gentlest way possible, this is an extraordinarily powerful advertisement. So, uh, uh, one, one other unrelated story, unlike, uh, the fake MP3 downloads that were being pirated on Napster back in the early aughts, where you would get halfway through a Madonna song and then it would stop and Madonna would reveal that she's not cool and sexy, but instead just really wants her money. Um, uh, 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 uh instead what they're doing is they're saying like, like, look, we know that they know that they're borrowing somebody else's account. So the worst thing we could do is to directly challenge them on that. What we could do is say, whoopsie doodle, we're running a test just in case. Are you somebody who in your heart feels like you should be paying for Netflix and, and wants to get right with Netflix? Because now's a real good, real easy way to do it. Hi, it's us, Netflix. Or click the button that says, oh, you, Netflix. Uh, so in, in that regard, I think they're handling this perfectly. I think they handled it perfectly on their rise to prominence. I think they're handling perfectly on, on achieving, uh, equilibrium, uh, 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 homeostasis. I don't know, whatever the word is for, for, yeah. for, for, for like the, the right amount Ma uh, market equilibrium. That's what I'm thinking. I, of. I, 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 I don't personally buy that. This is a PR or an ad campaign. Uh, I, I, I'm not with you there. I'm, I'm mostly with you on the idea that this could partly be them saying, gosh, we know from our own data that when people 
feel like they don't have control of their own account, they get frustrated and want to buy it themselves at a certain point if they can, if, if they can afford it. I, I think that's compelling. Uh, I think people often discount like, well, if they can get it for free, they'll never pay for it. And it's like, that's true as long as you don't have enough money or don't feel like you can afford it. It stops being true the minute it's at all frustrating and you're like, man, I got $10 a month. You know what? I don't want to have to deal with this. I, I keep getting blocked because mom changed the password or whatever. Like I, I'm out on my own. Fine. I'm going to get this. And this could be a subtle way of shifting some of those people to be like, do you really want to be bugged by this splash screen? There's really, you know, there's really no consequence to it. But do you really want to be bugged? Wouldn't it be easier to just own this? I, I think you're right about that. I think the motivation is in advertising so much because because there's been a lot of negative opinion about this i think it's probably shareholders and or studios that for whatever reason are putting pressure on netflix like you got to stop this password sharing it's losing you money and netflix is like it's not losing us money we know it's not losing us money but we know some irrational people feel like it must be losing us money so let's do a thing to collect some data to show that we're doing a thing about it. And while we're doing it, we can do it in a way that is the least likely to lose anybody and maybe even pick up some subscriptions along the way. I disagree. And and maybe maybe there's something to dive into here because I really don't think anybody is saying out loud we're worried about password or password sharing. Oh I, yeah. Uh, no, they 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 are. They they are absolutely. Uh they there are there are definitely studios, there are definitely other services, music streaming, etc. Like take my word on that. There there are lots of people out there who who are using the piracy rationale of oh, we've got to stop this password sharing. Uh, and and I don't think the folks who run Netflix are one of them, but they could be their shareholders. They could be people at studios who just really don't understand and don't like it and are like, well, if we're going to be in business with you, uh, we don't want you. You've got to be cracking down on this password sharing, right? Because that's kind of like piracy. Like I, I really do think that that is happening. I don't, I don't think you can disagree that there are people concerned about it. Maybe um, it's not that big a deal. Though. Allow me to rephrase. I don't think on the top 10 things any shareholder in Netflix is worried about is password sharing. You may be right there. Uh, I do think among the top 10 of things they're concerned about are quarterly earnings reports. Mm -hmm. And I believe that Netflix has known for quite a while that when they need to juke the stats, they've got some moves. And this to me looks like, hey, where are we headed this quarter? Oh, that's not the report that we want to release. Well, per our internal studies, we could do a gentle nudge and we can juke our stats. We can get a 10% boost in total revenues. According to our studies, it, it shows this many people will suddenly sign up. We'll be able to claim this many more uh, signups and it'll make the shareholders very happy. And I think, uh, I think somebody said, well, okay, well, there's an extreme version where we become the cops. There's a very mild version in which we do a little bit of nagware. And then there's this kind of middle threshold where in select markets, we begin to test a rollout of reminding people that we are a service that they should be paying for. Um, that is 100%, I think, the motivator. I, I don't think they are attempting to please Hollywood holdouts. I don't, I, I don't know that there are any Hollywood holdouts left against Netflix based on the fear of password sharing. I think it's entirely, this is a cheap, easy, simple, 
nudge that's going to get them that extra 10% for this quarterly report. I, I would buy that. If I thought they that was one of their more effective levers, I don't think this gains you that many subscribers to affect your quarterly report. And they have so many other levers that could affect that quarterly report, most of them international, and they're using them and they're working. So I I, I don't buy that this is this is that. Well, uh, and, and, every time Netflix does an earnings call, the analysts ask them, what about password sharing? You're losing $1.6 billion on password sharing. That's an actual figure that was thrown out in an earnings report. You're, you're losing $1.6 billion on password sharing. What are you doing about password sharing? So I still think there's pressure from, from investors for them to show they're doing something about it. And Netflix is like, fine, let's let's just go through the motions to show we're doing something. So, and you may be right that, that the studios might not care because it wouldn't make sense for them to care. Uh, but sometimes studios put pressure on things for, for reasons that don't make sense. And there might be a lot of people who are like, look, we'd, we'd like to work with you. We'd like to produce the show for you. Uh, we are going, we want to protect its value in the long term for us. Uh, and if you have password sharing, that will, that will erode the value. So we want, we want to make sure that in your due diligence, that you're doing something about X, Y, Z, pay, you know, uh, what are you doing about piracy? What are you doing about password sharing? I could totally see that. So, let me, let me flip my own thesis upside down then. Uh, let me assume that this quarter, they're already ahead of projections. They're already ahead of schedules. Uh, but they know that they have this latent problem in that they know that there's some more money to be mined if they do something about pass password sharing. But they don't know what that something should be or how effective it'll be. It seems like while you're ahead, when you already know you're going to please all your shareholders with this next earnings call. That seems like a good time to test, not everywhere, because that would indicate that you actually care when actually you don't care. What you want to do is just sort of um, take an ice core sample of, of like, okay, how much is there and how hard can we mine and on what devices and, yeah, yeah. you know, let's get data. I, and, and which brings me back to my original thesis is I, I honestly do believe I take it totally at face value. This is nothing but a, a data collecting test. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent with you that whatever may be true about these other theories that were floating out there, Netflix is definitely doing this for data, right? I, I think you're absolutely right about that. Is they want to find out how people behave in, in relation to this splash screen. They're probably hoping it will nudge a few more people into becoming paid subscribers instead of sharing their password. But I've heard so many people angry about this story. Like, well, Netflix has lost me now. I'm like, they haven't even done anything yet. I don't think they're gonna. So I, I think it's it's safe to to just chill. And I I, I could mean, be wrong. You, you come the, rub it in my face. I don't think Netflix is, is going to start blocking you in your house from password sharing. I don't think they're going to overcorrect. I don't think most people are even going to notice. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm, I, I never know if I'm using the word irony correctly, but the ironic thing as uh, if I'm using it correctly, is that the only people you'll hear complaining are the ones who are mooching and not writing checks to Netflix. <laughs> I feel like anybody who's a subscriber is not really worried about possibly. this at all. Yeah, possibly. Look, though, um, we don't even check passwords. We, we, we don't even gatekeep. We just put the show out and we say, you know what? If you got value out of this show, it's up to you. You can give us some value back. Yeah, your, as a matter of fact, I, I didn't want to make a big public spectacle out of this, but we had an internal meeting the other day. And um, I mean, I guess now is as good a time as any. Uh, Bryce, if, if, if you don't mind, um, 
your podcast that's all about how to make sure that nobody at cord killers ever gets paid.org. Um, mm-hmm. you keep doing it, keep doing it. And okay. just, just you keep encouraging everyone to steal passwords left and right. Just know, just know it. Yes, it does hurt us financially. Yes, it does hurt us financially, but most importantly, it hurts her feelings. And that's all I'm really worried about right now. Okay, so, so just, for, just for the record, the priorities are financial well-being, one, financial well-being, two, and then uh, your emotions and feelings. But right? even then, you have permission. That's how much, that's how much we approve of you. Uh-huh. So, so continue your podcast, How to Get Everything from again? Cord Killers for Free uh-huh. Without Paying Anything, yeah. .org slash info. Mm-hmm. But just know in the heart. And I'll tell you what, if, if you've been a fan of Bryce's podcast, if you've been enjoying <laughs> okay, this. Okay, there you go. Free, Wrap it up. Uh-huh. Yeah. Make can, it home. You can make everything right by going to patreon.com slash killers, where you can give us just a bucket episode to keep you up to date with all the latest news on how to watch what you want, when you want, on whatever device you please. Keep us loud, live, and independent. We love you guys. The listeners to my podcast don't even know about the exclusive Patreon-only mm-hmm. after talks. Oh, why would you tell would... them? Then then they yeah. would probably you know leave your... your would undermine their free, trust free in you free giving them com. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, my free tommerritt.com cord killers no payment. Yeah. Dot web. Yeah, they undermine uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash cord killers. Let's talk about how to watch. I feel like we nailed that one, Tom. Yeah, totally. We. <laughs> <laughs> So a uh, couple of things coming out of AT&T's investor relations uh, and, and meetings. HBO Max is going to launch an ad-supported version of its service in June. In June, we're going to get the ad-supported version. No pricing details. We don't know. Is it going to be free ad-supported like Peacock does? Uh, is it going to be small amounts of payment ad-supported like Paramount Plus or Hulu does? Peacock also does that as well. Uh, ads will not play, though, on HBO originals like Game of Thrones or The Sopranos. And the ad-supported version of HBO Max will not have access to the day-and-date release of movies like Dune. So remember, they're doing day and date release on HBO Max of Warner Media movies all the way through the end of this year. When they launch the ad supported version in June, you won't get the movies. You'll have to pay for the ad free version to keep getting the movies. HBO Max is reaching a slightly different audience than HBO Now did. Uh, that was revealed as well. About 43% of HBO Max viewers are younger than 35, compared with 15%. On linear uh, daily view time on Max is 2.8 hours compared to 1.5 hours for just HBO. Other things Jason Kalar said at the Investor Day: they have 80 million dollars in ad commitments for the new ad-supported version of HBO Max. They expect that by 2025, HBO Max will hit between 120 and 150 million subscribers, with half of those outside the U.S. And they do still intend to bring sports to HBO Max, but that won't happen this year. I'm going to say two things that don't sound like they go together. Uh, I hate everything about this, and it's the smartest move they could make. Um, uh, uh, we've already talked about how I feel like the the very nature of HBO Max was was you know Titanic headed towards an iceberg, uh, but but if you if 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 you're putting out a good pro- product, and HBO Max is 
despite all my predictions, a really, really good product. And if it is just a Cadillac with a, you know, a packet of Twizzlers stapled to it, then that's fine. Then yeah, go ahead and and run ads on it. But in a weird way, the, everything I've heard would indicate to me that they're kind of carving out the HBO part. Like what I hated about this was that they threw HBO in with a bunch of garbage. Right. But this seems like a way to separate HBO back out of the garbage and and let it be a you know garbage ad fueled the place you go to what is it? Friends? I know you would like that to be true. I I don't know that I see that happening here. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I I. I uh... I, 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 I don't trust them, but also I've been wrong. Like, like HBO max turns out to be much, much better than I had predicted it was going to be. And it seems to be doing wet better than I thought it was going to do. I, I think the weird thing about HBO max is that you think HBO and the, you've made this very clear. And I, and I think you're right. You think HBO should be a premium product and that max you called it garbage. I wouldn't go that far, but Max is less premium, right? Well, it's, it's it's extra stuff that you would see at three o'clock in the might afternoon find on at Peacock, yeah. Netflix. Well, no, it's The Office, right? Wait, is it The Office? Uh, no, no, it's, it's Friends. 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 It's yeah. Friends. The other show you would see at three o'clock in the it's afternoon in syndication. Raised by Wolves. Okay. No, wait. wait. Raised by Wolves is HBO. See, this is the problem. See, uh, it's um, Raised it's by Wolves the is HBO attendant. Max. Uh, no, flight attendants. Who? Anyway, there are Max. No, originals flight attendant is HBO Max. No, you got it right. You named two HBO flight Max originals. Is, okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, raised yeah. By wolves. so raised wait, by wolves is Max. Wait, yes, wait, wait, wait. So if I have HBO, I see it every every episode. Okay, I, I I do I do see it every episode. But if I had if you regular had just HBO, HBO without HBO Max, I would not, not get be the able flight to see? attendant. Correct. Or raised by wolves. Really? Correct. Wow. Okay. All right. I take everything back. It's a good product. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put put it put ads um, on it i guess i i it's weird uh i i agree um i'm very curious about the ad thing i think it's interesting that they're saying sure when we when you watch the sopranos on hbo max ad supported we're not going to interrupt it with ads and i think that's smart um they're gonna they're gonna run ads beforehand though they are I, I can almost guarantee you, but they'll say like, oh, but it's not connected to the episode. They're not going to interrupt the episode. What they do with pricing, even, though, is I didn't I'm even really think about the possibility of the of the wiggle room of those words of like, we will never, ever, ever, ever run an ad in the middle of the wire only <laughs> beforehand, along with a featurette and a reminder that you should well, subscribe. Again, I don't know legally afterwards. what I don't ha I didn't actually pull the actual quote. Sure, sure, uh, sure, but, sure. But what they're saying is they're not going to interrupt your HBO. They're going right. to treat the HBO episodes differently. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more concerned with what the price is going to be. Like, is, is it going to be free? It should be free. HBO Max free with ads. Brilliant. It brings so many people in the tent. There's no way. There's no way because now HBO with HBO Max with ads is directly competing. The closest product is Hulu with ads, which also charges you money. Like so, so, so if we're doing that, or Peacock, Peacock with ads is free. It's just a less less yeah, of the catalog. In 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 if anything, that that only reinforces my belief because they want to position themselves as better than peacock free tier mm. like uh, uh so so if that's the case you you want to directly one for one correlate with the, what like, you want to do is so what you're saying is they'll come out with uh get hbo for five dollars a month with ads 
Right. Or correct, whatever. It correct. Is. Correct. Yeah. Finally, HBO for four ninety nine, and you then, can uh, afford it. Yeah. Plus, also, uh, as best I understand right now, uh, Netflix is still king for the next twenty minutes. Uh, uh, surprise number two, Disney Plus slash you know uh, uh, FX on Hulu, all the Hulu stuff or whatever. So so uh, uh, then, if you're fighting for third place you want to compete harder for uh, against number two than you do uh, Peacock uh, number four. Yeah, but you want adoption, right? Uh, right. And so if you're looking at it and you're like, they'll pay, uh, going, going free with ads won't get us any more people because, they, because if you're paying for it, you're more likely to keep watching it, right? Uh, so yeah, you may be right there. That makes sense. You know what? Uh, unrelated story. That makes sense because their uh, HBO Max's new slogan is "They'll pay." Oh, they'll pay. <laughs> yeah. No, that's AT and T slogan. Oh, that's always been AT and T slogan <laughs> from day one. <laughs> all right, let's talk about what to watch in under surveillance. Not like this it's all about location, location, under surveillance. Yeah, this one caught me by surprise. Roku licensed much of Quibi's library. Uh, to add to its free ad-supported Roku channel. Uh, and that's still happening later this year. I had thought Roku's going to have originals, but it's all just going to be Quibi stuff. And they'll use that to maybe develop some new stuff. But the first original for the Roku channel is not from Quibi. And it debuts this Friday, March 19th. It's called Cypher, C-Y-P-H-E-R, about an FBI crypto analyst who discovers a coded document belonging to bad people and action ensues. Uh, all seven episodes will be released at once. The show is produced by Aroma Studios and United Brothers. But yeah, Roku original, not even from Quibi. Um, I'll wait and see is is really all I can give on this one. Um, I, I, I never want to... Uh, How about just don't see? Like... There's there's too many originals now. I'm not even going to bother. No, w w sorry. Uh, when I say wait and see, what I mean is wait and see when the think pieces about how ah. good it is show up <laughs> in my news feeds. That's yeah. the wait and see. Yeah. Uh, and, and, gotcha. and, and, and we have seen uh, really weird independent things uh, come out of nowhere and, and just become beloved and have evangelists and all of a sudden oh, everyone's sure. throwing it at us. And and. Uh, uh, so in other words, like if we're going to reduce everything, it's like, uh, Roku bought a lottery ticket and I say, well, good luck to you. Uh, uh, let me yeah. know how it turns out. Everybody there, there, we've got several classes of channels, but broadly speaking, we have the paid channels, even Peacock, because there's a paid version and the not paid at all, just free your IMDB TV, your Pluto TV your Roku channel. Uh, and so it's interesting to see those go from like, we're just, you know, the equivalent of channel 11. We're bringing you a bunch of syndicated stuff, but we don't make any shows to them saying, well, no, we're, we're not going to make the highbrow premium stuff. You know, we're not going to make the HBO level stuff, but we're, we'll make some originals so that there's something when you go to our channel that you're like, oh, I haven't seen that anywhere else. Well, and, and, and I think maybe that's some of the confusion that I'm feeling, uh, in my heart because, um, uh, over the course of us doing this program, we've evolved 
to like you and I no longer have any expectation that we're going to even bother to try on everything for size. Yeah. Uh, right. like th there was a time it's like, well, I'll try that. I'll try that. I'll try that. Now we stopped even saying I'll try that. But <laughs> right. we, remember when it was like Netflix has an original called Lily Hammer. Yeah, that's right. Like, I have to like, watch it. Half of it is in English. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, given that we're past that phase, now we're in the phase where it's like, I, 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 I'm not going to yuck on anyone's young. But, 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 you know, high five that you bought a lottery ticket and I hope I hear about it ever again, uh, after this story that we just did, <laughs> uh, the ad supported free streaming service Tubi is also going to start making original movies and explore episodic shows as well. Uh, Tubi is owned by Fox, not the Fox that Disney bought the part that Disney didn't buy. Uh, and Fox Corporation CEO Steve Tomchik said Tubi's originals would be, quote, cheap and cheerful, not big budget. I love that phrase. I kind of love that, too. Cheap and cheerful. Basically, that's if you so can't to afford to compete with HBO, Netflix and Disney Plus, that's the way to position yourself. Well, and, and isn't it? Not, not only that, but 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 it also implies. Um, so uh, 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 you know, I love branding podcasts and advertising and stuff. And uh, uh, when somebody else has dominated one side, it's it's tough to reposition them somewhere else. The, one of the examples are is you know Hertz is the number one uh, 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 rental car place. So Avis broke minds when they said we are number two which is why we try harder. You'll notice that our lines are shorter. You'll notice that we pay more attention. There's less wait time. There's less hold time. They somehow took we're crappier than the other guy and made it into an important, successful thing. Um, and, and, and that idea of, yeah, we're cheap and we're cheerful. Uh, I love it. It's, it, it, um, uh, I don't want, I don't want to pick a fight or whatever, but, but, but somebody, uh, uh, uh Somebody who is me might have called the modern rogue. Yeah, what if my what if MythBusters had no budget but they liked each other? It's 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 honest and direct and authentic, and so I think I think it's pretty good. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier premieres on Disney Plus this Friday, March nineteenth. Kevin Feige was asked whether a second season is in the works. They they keep asking about this. They we did this with WandaVision too. Uh, Feige said. We approached it like the movies. We better make this great because we won't be able to do another one. But he also added, if we're able to do another one, there are certainly ideas. Uh, but the plan with all of these is to go from series into movies, then back to the series as the stories dictate. Uh, and I think that's the takeaway here is Feige's not, he's not trying to say they'll never do another Falcon and the Winter Soldier or another WandaVision. He's trying to say our story, our overarching Marvel Cinematic Universe story will determine what series we do, not the number like, oh, we did a season one, we have to do a season two, which is kind of revolutionary that that he has the latitude to just do that. It's it's the best answer for many, many reasons. Uh, number one, it's going to be the one that generates the most interest, but it boils down to, uh, let me put it this way, we saved nothing for the swim back. And that's all I want to hear is that you gave yeah. everything. And, and if this goes out and dies and uh, we gave everything and I'm like, well, now I'll watch uh, because you saved nothing for the swim back. During, during the lifetime of us doing this kind of show back in the frame rate days, we were talking about lost and how revolutionary it was that they let them stop. <laughs> Even though they kind of made them do more seasons than they wanted to, they let them stop. That was new. 
in 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 the 2000s that that a, a show could stop when it was still successful because the story was done. Yeah, Bryce, uh, so, Bryce so would probably disagree with that. this sentiment. <laughs> Bryce Bryce seemed to feel like the show went on a little bit longer than it needed to. Wait, which show? Lost. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, God, yes. But Bryce, Bryce is coming that from the other side of, of, the, of the veil. After, after, in real time, after we landed yeah. on the moon, yeah. At, at the time, the fact that they only had to stretch it to six seasons <laughs> with, was, with, was with new. 42 right? episodes per yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, the reviews are out for Zack Snyder's Justice League, which clocks in at four hours, two minutes. According to the reviews, about half the material is previously unseen, uh, whether newly shot or just never released before, uh, when they compare it to the 2017 version that Joss Whedon finished. Out of the gate, it has a Rotten Tomatoes rating above 70%. Uh, it arrives on HBO Max on Thursday, March 18th. Right now, as I'm looking at it, 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, there was interesting, and I wonder, uh, you know, it takes a while to get a big enough sample size. Um here we go. Like on Metacritic, the Metascore is 54. So I, I wonder what that says about the different audiences. Uh, well, obviously, because Rotten Tomatoes employs my wife and therefore pays for my health insurance, their system is better. I, I, man, you took the words right out of my mouth by <laughs> force. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes is saying 101 reviews, 75%. So what you, Metacritic's got what? Uh, uh, 54%. But uh, how many reviews? Uh, let's see, thirty-two. So it's a smaller sample size. Okay, so yeah. okay, so it's about a third. That'll yep. be interesting to see if that how, how that needle moves. But you excited? I look. Uh, uh, spoiler alert! I like good things, and I like more good things, and I like it when we disagree because we. Uh, my favorite moments is when we all agree that something is good, but we argue very passionately about why they're good. No, it's good because of this. No, it's because of this, this, uh, but, but, but in general, uh, more at bats, the better. Um, uh, I don't know that I'm so confident that I'll run out and see the theatrical cut before we dive in and watch this. Uh, but I don't know. I, I, I I'm hopeful. Four hours. Ooh, that's a lot. That's a lot of hours. All right, we got a bunch of notes. Uh, the sixth season of Outlander will debut this year, and Stars has just now approved a seventh season, even before the sixth season is out. Season two of Netflix's Russian Doll has cast Annie Murphy. Uh, you might know her as Alexis from Schitt's Creek. Netflix has commissioned three films from Nigerian filmmaker Kunle Afolayan. The movies will debut exclusively on Netflix. Hulu drama Wu-Tang, an American saga, has cast Uyayota Udi from Watchmen and This Is Us as Inspector Deck. Fox will get the untitled Huey Lewis Project, an anthology series weaving love stories from the present with a 1986 teenage rom-com all set to the tune of Huey Lewis's music. He's an executive producer on that. Uh, that's going to Fox. Apple TV Plus has renewed Central Park for a third season. Second season will debut June 25th, so getting uh, approval for a new season before the next one comes out. A spinoff from Amazon Prime Video's The Boys, set at a college for superheroes in the United States, has cast Lizzie Broadway as its first series lead. The character's name is Emma. Dev Patel's first director credit, Monkey Man, will debut worldwide on Netflix in 2022. One critic described it as John Wick in Mumbai, which made me have to think, didn't John Wick have a scene in Mumbai? Maybe it didn't. Uh, Netflix is making a Spanish language spinoff movie based on Bird Box and The Flight Attendant. Season two comes to HBO Max on spring in spring 2022. 
Um, uh, standouts for me, uh, uh, man, I, I, I watched the first season of Central Park, uh, uh, loved it. It's really, really good if you like that kind of thing. Uh, really, uh, I still have... It's a musical comedy, right? Correct, correct. Uh, uh, Josh Gad, the guy who voiced um, uh, uh, Olaf in, in Frozen is, I believe... Uh, the, a bunch I, of the Bob's I, I, Burgers I animators both, are on it, too. Right. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I think he wrote the music. It's, it's all, it's very, very clever and very, very good. Um, the, uh, 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 Huey Lewis project fascinates me. <laughs> I it's, know, we do. Uh, and, 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 and understand, like, uh, we were so excited because the concert venue across the street from our neighborhood was going to have Huey Lewis and Justin Robert Young was going to fly out. We bought tickets uh, two weeks before they canceled it because he had gone deaf and he could no longer <sighs> do... Like, like he's, he's, it's, it's like, it's whatever hearing he has, it is now like, uh, that's the end if, 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 if you do a concert. And so, and so, uh, I have not only a lifetime of nostalgia and joy, uh, for a genuine talent, boy, is he good. And boy, is he a great guy. Just go back and find a bootleg of, of the behind the music about him. Uh, he's just as cool as they come. Uh, and, and to have gotten that close to experiencing it and having that taken away, like I'm all in on anything with the words Huey Lewis from now on forever and ever and ever. And he's an executive producer on this because his music's involved in it. His music is beloved. So if the other people involved in this are the right people, this could be magic. I, 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 I'm very curious. It could also be a train wreck. I'm not, I'm not going to disallow that possibility, but I'm very curious. what. They I mean, with, with. with a catalog as large as, as he has in a history. Oh yeah. It's know. all about it's, the storytelling, yeah. right? It's if the storytelling course, matches the music could be, could be really, really good stuff. I mean, I one mean, might say this is it. Yeah. That's the power of love. Uh, uh, hey, man, we got to get back in time with the next segment. <laughs> uh, do you believe in love? Well, let's find out what Brian has been loving it's watching. It's hip to be square. <laughs> <laughs> Eyes on. Uh, I watch, I'm just happy to I be stuck more, with you, Brian. Uh, Bonnie, I, I finally got Bonnie uh, back to watching more of Dave on uh, uh, Hulu. Man, oh, man, is it great. It's it's um, uh, Bonnie got a little bit worried that I was like, into the neurosis because it's, uh, I, 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 I think this has already been a pick before, but, but, you know, it's about somebody who's a YouTube celebrity, uh, YouTube rapper, uh, who is, uh, the antithesis of what you would expect from, a, a, a rap star. Um, and body was uh, expressing frustration that I was embracing it a little too hard, uh, but 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 I, I promised her I'll be good and just enjoy it for what it is and it's great. It's all all of us are in there. Um, I'm uh, glad I, she. Uh, we have text messages of your obsession that you are in this show. Uh, no, you not- you are in this show and and you're fantastic in it. You're great. <laughs> <laughs> your your beats are sick and dope and amazing. Okay, well don't flatter me with a good time. <laughs> Threat, so what you're saying is. is you like that everyone in here is working for a living. Uh, go don't no stop. I'm I'm on I'm on to Dave. I don't know I don't know what any of this is. Uh, Tom, what are you watching? <laughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Servant, uh, which is finishing up its second season uh, this week. So we we have been watching it. It is a really weird season. If you don't recall, I really liked season one. Uh, this is often described as a an M Night 
uh, project, but really it's a Bass Gallop project. Uh, Bass Gallop is the guy running the show and it's really good. Uh, Servant season one is not anything that, that I expected. Uh, it's got great mysteries and great twists, uh, and is a fun story. So season two has been a lot weirder, but once you're invested by the really good first season, it's kind of hard to turn away from the second season. Uh, the premise is, uh, there's a, you can't, I can't even really tell the premise. So the premise is there's, there's a woman hires a nanny for their baby and the really good parts can't be explained without spoiling it. So you, know, you just got to check it out. Uh, season two, not as good as season one, but we can't look away. We're still enraptured and I have no idea how they're going to wrap up the season uh, which they're going to do this week. So anyway, if you like, you know, creepy mystery, uh, twisty kind of, uh, not, not exactly horror, but horror ish, uh, check out servant. It is on Apple TV plus. The last time I heard somebody at that great of pains to explain a project and failed to do so was when Bryce made his recommendation for the, uh, uh, whatever the YouTube vlogger style show is that the, oh, you, you uh, never quite... how to, yes, yes how the, to. very on, hard on... to describe how to on HBO. <laughs> the, the problem with servant is it would be very easy for me to describe it while spoiling it all the hell and ruining it for you. So yeah. it's, it, I have to dance around so much of what's good about it. Unfortunately. Let's see what we should be on the lookout for, Bryce. Hey, I've got something that some of you folks may or may not know about. Uh, you've probably seen on YouTube, they are, uh, 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 if you've ever seen Kitchen Nightmares, the Gordon Ramsay show, and he goes and he misses with a failing restaurant and tries to save it. If you've, if you've ever seen on YouTube, they are like, uh, that show kind of has a legacy status like The Office does, where they're still trying to make new content out of the existing stuff. So there's a whole Kitchen Nightmares YouTube channel about like, Gordon's biggest nightmare, whatever. Um, but there is a company who I guess has distribution rights to Kitchen Nightmares called Film Rise, who has a channel on YouTube uh, that has the full run um, and uncensored versions of Kitchen Nightmares and the reality competition show Hell's Kitchen. I, I this is really uh, interesting to see because it's just it's just there. You can just find it. You can just Google Kitchen Nightmares full episode, and it is like a real verified account. It's not pirated. It's not someone uploading a weird MKV file to YouTube. It's Slightly slowed down, <laughs> right. weird aspect ratio, reverse. It's, it's the full thing. It's uncensored, but they still have all the, it's still the same video. So you'll see like the mouths get, get blocked out and, and whatnot. Uh, but it's, it's really cool. And this is not the only place you can watch this show. It's on uh, Hulu, Vudu, the Roku channel, Tubi, Peacock. It's on the Film Rise has their own app and it's on there too. Um, but I thought it's pretty cool. This is kind of, you know, in a world where like Discovery Plus is making a lot of hullabaloo and people seem to be very interested in the kind of sit back television of it. Kitchen Timers is kind of the same thing. Uh, and it's always good to find a, a, a hopefully stable source of full episodes available to anybody so can, can, can i confess that i don't know the difference between hell's kitchen and kitchen nightmares it, it, so kitchen from nightmares what you said it sounds like one is more bar rescue and the other is more iron chef exactly okay no you got it exactly right, kitchen, kitchen nightmares is is a real is it's kind of a docu uh docu a story of the week saving a restaurant and, and hell's kitchen is where sh chefs and cooks compete to get <laughs> so, a contract so one is reporting on the torture of someone the other is 
live video of him torturing somebody. Torturing somebody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more or less. Now, these are only the U.S. versions, um, specifically of Kitchen Nightmares. The English version of Kitchen Nightmares is a very different show. Also very good, but this is not that. So uh, if you're interested, I recommend just searching Kitchen Nightmares full episodes on YouTube because it's very long to type out youtube.com slash C slash Kitchen Nightmares full episodes film rise. They have a combined 18 seasons of Hell's Kitchen and Kitchen Nightmares there. If you've got something we should be on the lookout for, email us, Court killers at gmail.com thank you I, I find this fascinating because there are two approaches companies are taking to licensing their content one is what i've been calling the cbs model where it's like we got cheers we got family ties we got star trek the next generation we got deep space nine and we will license them to whoever will pay our fee and i'm almost surprised cbs hasn't started putting star trek stuff on youtube because that's essentially what FilmRise did they're like yeah we'll license this out to whoever needs it to fill out their their library so they can have say they have twenty eight thousand episodes of stuff uh as long as you write the check will it's not exclusive we'll license it out to, to anybody and and then they went and said and they will also make money off youtube with it as well because it's not exclusive anyway so yeah it's pretty it's pretty cool it reminds me of like um buzzer if you know buzzer or check think is an offshoot of game show network they might be different things but buzzer which was like streaming game shows in different free channels they had a twitch channel for a little while um but i guess just a little bit of ad revenue from running it on free services like youtube like counts i mean that's that's not nothing yeah well folks uh you know what else is not nothing uh an email from me uh some somebody was asking like tom i saw in a video your eye looked weird what was wrong with it well you can find out by an email i sent an email on friday called what's wrong with tom's eye to free tom <laughs> newsletter subscribers explaining which, everything which, by the way of all the theories my favorite was somebody who wrote us directly saying like did big cable come for you? <laughs> did they finally, big cable? Did they, did they rough you up for your cord killer show? <laughs> the only way to find out is to get the exclusive newsletter. Absolutely free. Uh, so yeah, go check it out. Freetimenewsletter.com. I, I wrap up all the stuff I've done every week and I, I talk about stuff going on in my life, like, like an allergic reaction with my eye. Uh, so go subscribe freetimenewsletter.com. And then after you do that, buy a new computer. Well, I mean, look, you're going to have to buy a new computer at some point anyway. And when you do, uh, you're going to worry about two things. Number one, is it up to date? Is it the latest, whatever? Am I getting screwed? Uh, number two, will I get the best possible customer service and Yes, you will get both of those if you go to doghousesystems.com slash rogue, R-O-G-U-E, use promo code rogue at checkout. These are the guys that have set us up with an entire studio's worth of equipment. They have been at our backs every step of the way, and we have a big old fat debt to pay off to them, and you need the good service. We need the... I assume maybe at some point we'll get paid. We we ain't been paid yet. We're, we're still they they haven't repossessed the computers yet. <laughs> that, I mean, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's how good and permissive their customer service is. Doghousesystems.com/slash/rogue. Let's move on to the front lines. Tom's email. <laughs> Free Tom email. Uh, the nominations for this year's Academy Awards are out, and like the Golden Globes, it's dominated by streaming companies, especially because uh, the Oscars are only movies, uh, and most everybody stayed at home most of last year. Uh, Netflix received 31 total nominations for Oscars, leading all studios and making it third most nominations of any studio all time uh, behind United Artists 
and Miramax. Although some people look at Miramax and go, well, they partnered, so maybe this makes Netflix the second most. Anyway, it's a lot. Uh, the movie Mank led all movies with 10 Oscar nominations, including Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Director, Best Supporting Actress. Netflix also got nominations for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Hillbilly Elegy, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. Amazon Prime Video got 12 nominations for Borat, Subsequent Movie Film, and Hulu for The United States versus Billie Holiday. Apple TV Plus even got some nominations for an animated uh, segment called Wolf Walkers, and uh, they got nominated for Best Sound for Greyhound, the Tom Hanks movie. Disney Plus got nominated for Soul, Mulan, and Burrow, as well as Onward, which actually did briefly appear in theaters, so it's not exactly a Disney Plus thing. HBO Max got a nomination for Judas and the Black Messiah, which also appeared in theaters. The award winners will be announced on April 25th. Look, I'm not going to say that Zoom, Amazon, and Netflix conspired in a secret meeting in China to create the coronavirus. But if they I did, hope you're not saying that. No, that's a, that's he's what not I'm saying not that. saying. That's not what he's saying. saying that. Uh-huh. He's, he's absolutely he's made it very clear. Yeah. He's not saying that. Yeah. In fact, end of sentence. Also, it's insane <laughs> to me the buzz that 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 the Borat movie has. Uh, it, it, that movie was a fine, fun movie uh, for a direct-to-video spinoff of 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 a blockbuster. But but the buzz I'm seeing is is bonkers compared to, to how good the movie was. Yeah. Uh, I think Netflix does really well this year, no matter what, even if we we don't have theaters for the most part shut down worldwide for an entire year. Uh, but I don't know that they get 31. Uh, yeah. I, the fact of the matter is, though, a lot of these movies were already going to come out. And so maybe some of them came out on Netflix that wouldn't have otherwise, but Mank would have come out on Netflix no matter what. And it got 10 nominations. It's not like movies that Mank would have competed with didn't come out at all. They just came out in different platforms. So. Right. Yeah, uh, we we are to the point, though, where this is no longer weird. Netflix is just a big old movie studio. The only thing that's weird is the random virus that caused everybody to watch movies at home. Bit weird, if you ask me. It's, anyway, Microsoft We're not will remove <laughs> its One Guide TV listings feature from the Xbox One in May. Xbox One users will still be able to use the HDMI pass-through feature on the console to watch connected devices as well as a TV tuner. Hey, time! Remember that hilarious time that uh, we we praised uh, Xbox One for being so, you know, uh, uh, cord cutting friendly. I'm pretty sure you could find a quote of me saying this could be the future of watching television. And it it wasn't. Uh, During a shareholders meeting last week, Disney Plus announced it has passed 100 million subscribers worldwide. Service launched 16 months ago. And at the time, its target was to reach 90 million subscribers by 2024. So they need a new 2024 goal. And that new 2024 goal for Disney Plus is 300 to 350 million subscribers. I uh, so, so so basically they're they're calling their shot of within three plus years, we're going to beat Netflix, right? Uh, yes and no. G- give they, or take. they didn't say any of that. Uh, also. Netflix probably would like to also be at 300 to 350 million, but I think, yes, Disney Plus is basically saying we want to be number one by 2024. The Voodoo app is available now on Fire TV devices. The app supports Dolby Vision content and users can rent content and access their existing Voodoo library in the app. I just want to point out that I've liked Voodoo for a long time. Uh, I did not realize they were not on Fire TV devices. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a retroactive. It's it's like it's the it's it's like being at a party with somebody who you know you like, 
and the only chance you see them is as as they're heading out the door, and you're and you're like, "Hey, man, what's up, Voodoo?" <laughs> like, well, well, no, it's I more mean, like I, I've been hanging out with Voodoo. I'm like, "Man, Voodoo, really like you. Let's head over to Fire TV." And Voodoo says, "Oh yeah, I'm allowed to go there now." <laughs> and I didn't and realize like, that. Oh, that's awkward. Mm. Yeah. Oh well, I'm. <laughs> glad to hear that yeah because i always bought on voodoo because they were one of the few services that were in both movie pass or yeah movie pass and uh movies anywhere uh, yeah movies anywhere and what was the other one ultraviolet yeah thank you they were in both of those and uh of course ultraviolet is no longer with us um also i liked them before they were bought by fandango who employs my wife Canada has been divided between two main cable companies for decades now, and that is about to change. Not for more competition, Uh but for less. Rogers Communication announced plans to buy Shaw Communications to create one big company. Companies are also telcos, so this is about more than just cable TV, but it's a significant change in the Canadian landscape. You used to think of Canada as Rogers and Shaw. Those are the two companies you have to get on. Now it'll just be one. What do we want? Fewer choices. How do we ask? Please. What do we want? Sorry. sorry. Fewer choices. How do we ask? You don't have to. It's just going to happen. <laughs> YouTube reports that the number of people watching YouTube and YouTube TV on uh, televisions rose to 120 million people in December. That's up 20% from last March. YouTube will have Nielsen measurements available for advertisers for the first time this year. Um, uh, 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 that's an interesting thing because YouTube is, uh, I'm, I'm feeling like they're a little bit in the squeeze because YouTube, the experience is a category self-defining, uh, uh, departure from traditional media of all types. So, uh, uh, I, I've been impressed that their over the top offerings have done as well as they have. Um, uh, uh, but the addition of like Nielsen numbers and, and whatever, like it's, it's weird to me that one of the defining characteristics, one of the reasons that YouTube exploded is because they put social proof on every single video. This many people watched it. This many people gave it thumbs up, thumbs down. And for YouTube to announce in 2021 that a version of their product will now have Nielsen reporting their numbers is it's just strange. Oh, it's, it's not a version. It's all all of YouTube. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. In which case, more weird. I, I thought that was just the uh, the YouTube TV, the cable offering that they did. No, no. This is all all of YouTube. More YouTube weird. TV and even and regular more YouTube. weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah, because uh, because what advertisers want is a third party to tell them how many viewers there were, not YouTube, because YouTube is YouTube. And even if they're being their most angelic selves, uh, they might fudge things to their benefit. And so an independent party is one that everybody can be like, look, they measured it. And so we can all agree that their numbers are the ones we'll, we'll go on when we write the invoice. Uh, and, and so Nielsen is now going to be measuring YouTube for that. And that's the amount of money that YouTube is bringing in and advertising. Now they're not just getting the money for the web. They're getting television money on YouTube. Yeah, I think that, that that's what I pull out of that story. Well, and and I I suppose um, the uh, to me the big headline is they're they're doing well enough that there's some amount of advertising money that's waiting on the sidelines, and if only they were uh, audited numbers like like already YouTube has the right, best numbers right now all the web all the web ads were already in there and right. and and the measurement for the web was already built in. 
But now there's TV money that's like, yeah, we're not really getting the bang from our buck for for buying primetime ABC right. shows anymore. Uh, what if we bought it on YouTube? But and and I will say uh, the behind the scenes, we we work with a few uh, advertisers on different product projects, and some some third party, uh, uh, I don't know what you call them, uh, folks who buy and sell ads. Some mm -hmm. of them uh, like here's the price, here's the thing you say, do the thing. Others of them are constantly calling us saying, yeah, man, we're going to need to see a little more performance. Uh, your numbers are down. And, and mm -hmm. it's really strange. Uh, uh, I guess it's a version of that where Nielsen is going to be the, uh, hey, we're going to make sure a lot of people buy Tide Pods, uh, but but don't put well, them in Nielsen's, their mouth. Basically, Tide is going to come to YouTube and say, we want to make sure 100 million people see this. And Nielsen's going to be able to measurement by which they go, yep, 100 million people definitely saw it. Yeah. Uh, so, so there well, you go. Yeah. So also, or, or, or also more people watching. I, I don't want it to get lost here. More people watching YouTube on a television. The experience of you. And I've noticed this in our own house. Uh, Eileen watches YouTube on on our Apple TV a lot more often than she used to. Uh, it's gone from being something you just watch on a mobile device or a laptop to like, oh, there's some things on here I like to see on my full screen. Television. Yeah. It's I'm, why I'm paying for premium. Because I watch it on the TV and the desktop ad blocker obviously doesn't work on my TV. And yeah, I'm not going right. to start hacking stuff to mess with DNS. So I'll just pay them and I won't watch ads. That's so crazy. Let's get to the dispatches from the front. This email is from GS titled Streaming and Closed Caption Chaos. And then starts, well, chaos is a little strong, but I like the alliteration. During the recent cold weather here in the Midwest, temperatures were sub-zero for a couple weeks. We were using a space heater to keep things a bit more comfortable in our television room. The heater was relatively loud, and it was difficult to hear the TV at normal volume levels. Turning up the volume just made it annoyingly loud. So I left it at the normal volume setting and turned on the closed captions. I use a TiVo for over-the-air tuning and recording, with a Roku for YouTube TV and several other streaming apps. Turning on the captions on the TV itself did nothing. Turning on the captions on the TiVo only worked for the TiVo. Turning on the captions on the Roku worked for some of the streaming apps. Those streaming apps that did not work with the Roku setting each had their own different method of turning on the captions. This is not really a big problem, but it's annoying. I don't know if there's a technical issue that would prohibit all of the sources from passing the caption info to the TV, but I'm guessing that may be the case. However, if one app can respect the Roku caption setting, it seems they all should. Again, not a big problem, but certainly annoying probably streaming growing pains. I would love to know more just about the technical way that that closed captioning works because um, each individual service can, you know, if they're doing a data stream, they can just, you know, uh, have a section of it on there. But but if I remember correctly, there's a half remembered fact. I, I, I think it's like a sub part of an audio channel that, that, that that's baked into the program that gets decoded. Um, do you know anything well on and this? that used to be true yeah and i don't know if all of these apps are doing it that way or if some of them are streaming captions uh in in the way that you do a, let's say on a youtube video right where it's a file that right. gets downloaded so that explains some of it some some of the apps are probably doing it they're doing their own version of this rather than doing the standardized old-fashioned television audio channel way of doing it, which is why you can't just have the TV bring in the captions from everybody because not everybody's doing it the same way. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows anything about this, write us, cordkillers at gmail.com. Yeah, yeah. I, I looked at this email and I was like, oh, I never thought about turning on the TV for captions because I think the TV is dumb. 
I always think of the app first. Right. So I, I wouldn't even think of turning on the Roku settings. I'm actually surprised that the Roku setting worked on multiple apps because to me, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I turn on captions for the app. The app is handling its captions because I'm thinking about it as a desktop metaphor, whereas GS very reasonably was looking at it with a TV metaphor of like, well, yeah, on my TV, I used to turn the captions on on the TV and then the captions came on. Why I want to work like that. Right. Well, folks, that is it for Cord Killers. Our website is cordkillers.com. Our email address is cordkillers at gmail.com. We're live at twitch.tv slash nightattack. Also carried on diamondclub.tv Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And we will talk to you again next time. Hey, Tom Merritt. Yes, Brian Brushwood. Know who I love even more than my own children? Your other children? No, not my wife. I know what you're saying. I love our $5 patrons. These are the people that keep us alive and independent. Thank you so much, $5 patrons. You know what? I love them more than not life itself, because then I'd be dead and I couldn't appreciate them, but really, really, really close. And I'm so thankful that they are here to make this show happen. Thank you so much to all of our $5 a month patrons. You guys are wizards. You're champions. You're heroes. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>